Hello, welcome to the Love Yourself Healthy Podcast. I am Melanie Lillis, eating psychology coach and nutritional therapist. We are going to be diving into the realm of all things health, yet talking about them from the mind-body nutrition dimensions. Welcome back, everyone. I'm so happy to have you all here, and I hope that you had a lovely weekend. So today, I want to talk about something that is extremely powerful, and I couldn't wait to get this podcast out to everyone, and I hope that you enjoy it. And it's learning how to embody your body, and learning how to change your subconscious mind to achieve a sense of freedom. Embodiment is one of the key dimensions of mind, body, and nutrition, and it is literally the forefront of healing a body. When we truly inhabit our body, we empower ourselves and we empower our health. I want to start this topic by thinking about how often we are disconnected from our body. We are either distracted by our phone, social media, TV, we check out of our lives when we can't deal with stress, and we daydream about having a different body or a different life. Embodiment is all about being in your own body and experiencing those feelings that it brings. When we are disconnected and unhappy, it causes us to overeat. It causes us to binge. Our self-esteem drops. We lose motivation and we can't find our balance with exercise. But when we truly connect and truly embody our bodies, we learn to listen to our innermost needs. When we listen to those needs, we get better at knowing it. We get better at understanding what it needs, whether that's If we truly need that self-critical comment or if we really need an extra serving of food when we've already had that huge plate or if we really need to run an extra five kilometers on the treadmill because we just don't feel like we've done enough. So there are many easy techniques to create embodiment and I'm going to cover some of the main topics in this podcast today. So some of the topics are slowing down, finding a way to move your body that brings joy, taking deep conscious breaths, allowing yourself to experience pleasure, creating weekly self-love practices, and always listening to your inner body wisdom because your body often knows better than your mind. Embodiment is about allowing yourself to feel, and I'm going to be mentioning that word a lot throughout this podcast, allowing ourselves to feel. When you genuinely let yourself feel, You are able to find areas in life that need love and attention. To do this, we actively need to slow down in all areas of our life. It's a pretty busy life we're living and we are always putting ourselves second. And this can often show up in our eating habits. So for example, if you are an emotional eater, make yourself aware of this and take the steps to change this area of your life. Try to slow down when eating in these emotional states and just Savor the experience. If you allow those emotions to pass and be okay with letting them go, then you won't have to cover up those emotions with your overeating. By taking time to enjoy your meals, you can focus on your food and feel more filled and fulfilled as a result. Doing this helps you to actually eat an appropriate serving of food instead of overeating. This is just one example of where you can pay attention and love yourself into the body that you want. 
Movement is another area where embodiment comes into play. So the simple act of moving in a way that makes us feel good allows us to truly, again, feel in our body. These movements might be something like going for a walk, maybe dancing, swimming, yoga, running, stretching, any movement that you love to do. Think of a time, I don't know, I mean, I'm sure we've all been there, but think of a time that you've danced in the bedroom like no one's watching or like sung in the car at the top of your lungs. Sometimes I do, I don't know what it is, but I do this really embarrassing grin when like a favorite tune comes on and I don't even know what the grin is, but it makes me laugh at myself. Like I actually crack up and I feel super weird at the same time, I'm not going to lie, but I love to let the music come over me and if I'm home alone, sometimes I just like love to close my eyes and I just dance and uh, I mean, how good does that feel? And I bet it doesn't actually happen that often and I don't know, why do we shy away from the things that we think are silly? Just because we grow up with age doesn't mean we need to lose our expression of movement. Learn to move your body. Even if it means you have to shut your bedroom door so like no one can see you dance like Beyonce, we won't judge. It might feel uncomfortable at first and I totally get that, but honestly, it's such a great way to return from a state of disconnection with your body and your mind. The next strategy I want you to cover is weekly self-love practices and this is something that I live by. It simply means scheduling a time in your day that is focused on doing something just for you. Now, I want you to create either a morning or a night routine, or you can do both. It's totally up to you. This routine is either going to start or finish your day, and it's completely focused on you. Now, this isn't about being self-centered. This is about doing something that's not only going to affect your life in a positive way, but it will also affect other people's lives because you're going to feel like a better version of you. So this routine will be different depending on what your likes and dislikes are and obviously what your schedule is. So I thought instead of creating a perfect sample routine for you, I'm just going to run through my own daily self-love routines just to give you some inspiration. And my routine is based off what I would do from Monday to Friday because it does tend to generally change on the weekends. Now just note, that for the past year, I have pretty much been working on my own schedule. So I do know that many of you won't have the time that I have in the morning, but figure out what you can do for the time that you have. This is important. So I will wake up and the first thing I do is shower. Before my shower, I dry body brush. So this is where you get a hard bristle brush and you'll just gently stroke your skin starting from your legs and move up towards the heart. Now it's good for exfoliation and increasing blood flow, circulation and detoxing, but it sets me up for a good day and that is honestly one of the main reasons why I do it. I feel good about myself because I've taken care of my skin, which is our biggest organ. From there, I have some lemon water with a dash of apple cider vinegar, and this helps to kickstart my metabolism, and it will assist in alkalizing my body. So this is the second thing I do that also puts me in a good mind frame because I'm starting my day with healthy habits. From there, I usually put on some relaxing music and I'll go for a walk. I don't like starting my day with anything too intense or overstimulating, and that is in particular with music. Sometimes I'll even chuck on a health podcast to listen to as that will motivate me, but morning walks really help to clear my mind and it helps to set my intentions for the day. Now, when I was living in Cronulla, I used to work in Alexandria, 
And that's not that far of a distance, but because of the traffic in the morning, it would take me around about an hour and a half when it should take me 30 to 40 minutes. And if you're someone that sits in traffic in the morning, you will understand when I say it sucks. It starts your day off so badly. So I would do my morning routines. I'd actually wake up earlier. I would have my lemon water. I would go for my walk and I'd try to do some meditation before I hopped in the car. And I always felt so good before hopping in the car. I'd be like, okay, I'm feeling healthy. I'm feeling chill. And then I'd get in the car and sit in the traffic. And by the time I got to work, I was another person. (laughs) And I thought, okay, that needs to change. So this is a little tip for those of you who do sit in traffic. Find a good health podcast or something motivating that you like to listen to. So either chuck on one of my health podcasts or find some other podcasts as well that you love listening to. I felt that when I listened to either a podcast or my favorite relaxing music in the car, it made the trip so much better. So that's just a little tip that might help you. When I get home from my walk, I will stretch. I don't actually know what happens in my body when I stretch, but I actually get this overwhelming feeling of calmness. And I know that sounds weird, but it's honestly the truth. It's like every time I stretch, my muscles are freeing any negative emotions that are stuck in them. I mean, I know that sounds silly, but as I said, it's the truth. I just love stretching and you might too, you might not. I don't know. Again, if it works for you, give that a try because I do it for about 10 to 15 minutes in the morning. And that for me is a source of meditation that helps start my day again really well. So now it's time for brekkie. No matter what, I will always ensure that this meal is healthy. Any time that I have started my day with an unhealthy meal, it's put me straight away in a bad mind frame and my food choices from then on have been known to skew just a little bit. So if I start my day really healthy, I'm usually set for the day and I'll be fine. My main breakfast meals are eggs with avocado and toast or a protein smoothie. They fill me up really well. They're a good balance of macronutrients. And again, it's a healthy habit to start my day. So this is my morning routine. And you'll notice that it is all about me. Now, as I mentioned before, we aren't doing this to be self-centered. We're doing this so that we can create a better state of mind. We can change our subconscious thoughts about ourselves and our day, and we can be a better person, whether that's in our mood, whether that's in our choices, whether that's our mind frame, the little things make the biggest difference. All right, let's get on to my nightly routine. I will always do a workout um, around the afternoon time. I'm actually part of a group called the Kick Girls, the Keep It Cleaner Girls, and that's Steph Claire Smith and Laura Henshaw's online workout program thingy, whatever it's called. (laughs) And I love doing that. So I'm a really sporty person and a really active person, but I can tend to get a bit lazy sometimes and not really push myself. And I find that being a part of a community that's really supportive and having an online workout program that is already set for me and I can just follow along, it just helps create that nice routine. So if you are someone that needs something like that, maybe check out the Kick Girls because that is something that I do and something that works for me. After my workout, I have my shower, nothing interesting there, but around three times a week, I'll do a face mask. 
And just the process of a simple face mask is something that actually boosts my confidence because straight after, I feel like I look fresher and cleaner and there's a purity about a face mask. I don't know if that feels the same for you, but I always feel like a princess. I finish my face mask, I wipe it off. I feel like my face is beautiful, pure and cleansed and it just, yeah, gives me that little extra boost of confidence that increases my self-esteem. I then like to put on my favorite smelling candles and... If you are a candle person, then you will know the smell of a candle just creates such a feel-good vibe. So once I've got my candles going, I'll just put on my favorite TV show. A lot of people say not to watch TV or go on your computer or phone late at night, but honestly, for me, that makes me happy. And at the moment, I'm obsessed with Gilmore Girls. I know that's an old TV show, but I love it, and it just makes me happy. I chuck it on at nighttime, and that's where I can just not think about anything else. So I like to do it. There's actually a company called Baxter Blue and they sell these special glasses that stop the blue light from the screens going into your eyes. So if you're someone who likes to watch Netflix or go on your computer late at night, maybe check them out because then you don't have to worry about the damage that the blue light is doing to your eyes. That's pretty much all I do for my nightly routine. It's pretty simple. I just pick a few things that I love doing and things that will de-stress me and calm me down from anything that may have happened in my day. So now it is your turn. I want you to grab a piece of paper and write down anything that makes you feel good, anything that makes you happy, then select the things that you know can fit into your day. There might only be one or two to start, but that's okay. That's a start and you can add on from there. This is so crucial for reconnecting with yourself, creating a relationship with yourself, and even giving you a boost of confidence. I'm so passionate about this because if I'm being honest, it saddens me so much when I think that people have checked out of their bodies, that they have lost that connection with who they are and how they feel. I am personally so fascinated by my body. It is an incredible feeling when you can be so connected within yourself that you can recognize changes from day to day, whether that's in your energy levels, how your body reacts to certain foods, what movements make you feel good, how certain music creates a release of happy emotions, and even how your body reacts to different stressful situations. Our bodies are constantly sending us messages and it's asking for us to listen to them. It does take time to get comfortable in your own skin and to really become embodied. But once you start moving your body in a joyful way and noticing different changes from day to day and paying attention to what makes you feel good and what doesn't, you'll learn to appreciate all that your body can do for you. It's important to remember that healing, whether that's your body image, your relationship with food or emotional trauma, it doesn't happen overnight. It is a practice that you will need to repeat every day, but this practice encourages us to take care of ourselves and ultimately this will lead to a truly happier life. Now, I want to specifically direct the next information to anyone who is trying to lose weight. I'm going to suggest something. The number one reason why you are not losing weight is this. Your reason for wanting to do so is misguided. You're being led to follow weight loss methods that are guaranteed to fail us. Most people want to lose weight simply just to get the weight off. But what we're not understanding is that 
the weight is probably there for a reason and it probably has a deeper purpose. 99% of people who lose weight on a diet gain it straight back. There's no moral failure here. It's not about eating less calories or switching to a low-carb diet. We just aren't listening to our body deeply enough. Excess weight is a symptom that points to something else. It's a deeper cause. You cannot simply just get rid of weight for the sake of wanting it gone. What does your excess weight point to? There is an infinite variety of possible answers here, and I do want to give you some of my examples just to stimulate your brain and just get you thinking. Some of these are our poor food choices, emotional hunger, unmet needs, repressed feelings, confusion around self-identity, a call for love and help, self-hatred, our disconnection from the body, past history of sexual or domestic abuse, being wounded by love, financial worries, repressed creativity, being someone we're not, the need to forgive and move on, the need to learn how to truly nourish and care for oneself, loneliness, fear of sensuality, too many foreign chemicals and toxins in our world. These are just some of the symptoms that you may not have even thought about. If we try the same strategies for weight loss, which is exercise and dieting, we will continue to end up back in the same spot we started. So what should we do? We should question, self-examine, look, listen, feel, get real, be honest with yourself and grow. Start listening to the body and honor its wisdom even when the body isn't conforming to our insane demands to be beautiful and skinny. (laughs) I want to leave you with this message. Embodiment is powerful. Embodiment is freeing. Learning to embody your body may just be the key you are looking for. Listen to it. Move in a way that makes you feel good. Do things every day that make you smile. Say no to the things that you do not want to do or those that don't serve you. You are in control of your life, no one else. You are in control of your body and your decisions. Please use this wisely and learn to rediscover yourself again. I promise you this will change your life. Thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to subscribe and follow me on Instagram at Melanie Lillis or you can email me at lyh underscore podcast at outlook.com. I look forward to chatting with you all next week. Bye-bye.